Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we're going to be talking about the brand new film just out yesterday. I mean I'm hoping this gets released on Saturday because yeah it came out on Friday. Nightmare Alley. So this is the brand new one from Guillermo del Toro. Now, I'm a huge fan of what del Toro has done before. So Pan's Labyrinth is fantastic. The Shape of Water. Incredible movie. This is his first film since The Shape of Water, which actually won both the Best Directing Oscar and the Best Picture, so he's clearly a very, very talented guy. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this movie, in all honesty. It was a bit long, a bit dreary, a bit slow. I liked it. I liked the performances. I think Bradley Cooper is very, very good in it. And the lighting is fantastic. Every single shot in the movie looks terrific. Okay, it's a very nicely looking movie, even when it's not nice to look at. But it's incredibly boring at times, like really, really boring. I was nodding off a little bit. And it feels as though the first half of the movie is completely different to the last half of the movie. And I don't know which I prefer because I was wide awake for the second half, but the first half seemed to be more engaging, even though it was kind of it, it was kind of lulling me to sleep a bit, I'm not gonna lie. And I don't know if it is just because I'm naturally tired right now and university is just draining all the life out of me, but it seemed to be really poorly paced and nothing interesting really happened like the first half of the movie is just Bradley Cooper's character Stan Carlyle arriving at this circus thing then going and interacting with different people that's it that's pretty much the first half of this movie well to be fair I don't know how much of the movie is actually that because there was a point later on where I was thinking thank god it's ending like it honestly there were a few times where I was looking at my watch and I was thinking how much longer is this going on for because it just it overstates its welcome a little bit but what you're looking at is nice sure and what you're engaging with is kind of interesting it's different certainly different but uh, it was it was a bum number it really was and so it got to a point near the end where things started to be wrapping up but then it never did it just kept going so i don't have any concept of time management during this film at all the first part could have been just an hour and then it spent the next hour and a half with Stan Carlyle doing his own thing, or it could have been an hour and a half at the start and then an hour at the end. I honestly, I honestly do not have a clue. I'm trying to wrap my head around it, but I genuinely have no concept whatsoever. But what I do know is Bradley Cooper is very good. Willem Dafoe, for the bits that he's in it, he's pretty damn good. I mean, he's Willem Dafoe, he's great in everything, but yeah, he's quite creepy and you know fantastic in this. Everybody else is good. Rooney Mara is, you know, okay, she's fine. Kate Blanchett is actually pretty damn good. I liked her in it. Tony Collette, she's fine. I mean, she doesn't do a lot. Nobody does a lot in this movie, I'm going to admit. Nobody does a fat lot except for Bradley Cooper. As a vehicle for him, it's good. Like, he's not exactly the most likable guy, but you like him in that role. And I don't know why, but Bradley Cooper kind of gives off that vibe. Like, he not, he's not the most likable. I don't know, he could be a very lovely guy, but... I was thinking this during the start because the first 10 minutes he doesn't say a word or it felt like about 10 minutes it's probably only five but he's very mysterious and quite brooding at the start because he doesn't say anything 
And so while this was happening, I was thinking to myself, he doesn't really give off a likeable nature about him, but that's kind of his thing, and that's why we like him. I'm a huge fan of Bradley Cooper. I really love him in everything. I mean, A Star is Born especially, as Rocket in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, in the Hangover trilogy. He's a great actor, and I really, really like him, but... I don't know, something just clicked on my head that he's not exactly this kind of beacon of loveliness and hope, you know? <laughs> Whereas you get that vibe from, like, Keanu Reeves and Tom Hanks. Bradley Cooper is kind of something completely different. And I like that. I like what he's got going for him. And this movie is very good for him. And yeah, he's not exactly the most likeable, but he works it well. And I think a few of the standouts. For me, David Strathairn is very, very good in it. Ron Perlman is okay. But yeah, it's pretty much just Bradley Cooper. That's all it is. It's Bradley Cooper's vehicle. Kate Blanchett is a solid supporting actor in it too. But for me, David Strathairn stole the show for some of it. Yeah, that's all I'll say because spoilers, but... I don't know if I'm going to do a spoiler review for this movie, because for a lot of it I was thinking, yeah, I don't really need to, but then it got to the end and I'm thinking, I kind of want to talk about that, but I can't because it's spoilers, but what I will say is, it wraps up nicely, I do like the ending, and that kind of solidifies how I feel about the movie, I think overall I like it, it's just, it takes a really long time to get to the real heart of it, and to get to the juicy centre of this movie, which is a shame, because... What you're supposed to be feeling is something, you know, far more than what I felt, that's for sure. And I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it, a lot of people are going to hate it. I, I'm honestly tiptoeing. If it didn't have the ending that it does have, I'm pretty sure I'd hate this movie. But what you're looking at is gorgeous, okay? Guillermo del Toro directs the hell out of it. Shot fantastically, the visuals are fantastic, the music is very, very good too. I love the score. It has a real nice vibe to it, I can admit that, but... Ah, oh, it's boring. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it is just... It's a, it's a drag. It really does drag at times, and it's not that I wanted to walk out, because it's nowhere near as bad as something like the 355, which I did walk out of, but I feel like it really tested my patience. I don't love that when I'm watching a film. I want to be entertained. I don't mind slow burners, and this is a sure as hell slow burner. But it needs to be rewarding, and I think this film is. I think the reward at the end of it, some of it less so, but the overall reward, like how it actually ends, is pretty astonishing, I will admit. But I can't talk about it. I really wish I could talk about it, but I don't know if I can be bothered doing a whole last review just to spoil this movie. But the ending is poignant, and it's very dreary, but it comes full circle in a really nice way. That's the best way I can describe it in a non-spoilery fashion. It's uh, it's very powerful. I love the ending, I will admit, I love the ending, but it's the rest of the film. I have no inclination to watch it again, even though I love the ending. I'd rather just wait until it's on Sky, wait until it's on Netflix, wherever, then just watch the start, then skip right to the end, because then I'll be like, yeah, cool, I like that ending, it's satisfying. But, uh, see the likes of The Shape of Water, The Pan's Labyrinth, even Hellboy, oh my god, he's done Hellboy, he did Blade 2 as well. I would happily watch something like The Shape of Water again any day of the week, but this, it doesn't strike me as a rewatchable type of movie, and it doesn't really strike me as something that is going to garner huge award success. Maybe for the production design, sure, and the cinematography deserves a shout, but in terms of the film content itself, I don't think it's that 
strong, in all honesty. But in terms of coming full circle, you could easily watch this film uh, start to finish and then start to finish again because it's almost really uh, special with how it ends, so similarly to how it starts. But I I don't have the energy for that. I really don't because this is two and a half hours. It's a long one. And I was just doing a bit of Googling, and the original movie that this is based on, it's based on a book, but there was an original movie in 1947, I believe, and that's only 110 minutes, that's just under two hours, but they've added 40 minutes of content here. I've not seen the original, so I don't know what's cut out, I don't know if it's as good a story, but uh, two and a half hours, after watching it, it doesn't really cement itself as being worthy of a two and a half hour runtime. Like, I think they could easily cut out half an hour. 20 minutes maybe? I don't know. I don't know what they've cut out specifically. I'd need to look at it again in more detail, but I'm definitely sure, I'm definitely sure they could cut something out because it just goes on for too long. And it's a shame because I would love to be able to say Guillermo del Toro has done it again. He's made a fantastic movie. And to be fair, he has. Like, I can understand this being garnered a fantastic looking movie, but... uh... It's just boring. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna lie. It is boring. But great performances. Yeah, very very solid performance at the heart of it with Bradley Cooper. It does look great. So with that, I don't really know what else to say. Nightmare Alley. It was a bit of a nightmare. And to be fair, it's nice and bleak in all the right ways. Like it does a great job connoting a real nightmarish theme. But at some point, you've got to ask yourself, Am I enjoying what I'm watching? And for a lot of it, I was questioning that. And I don't know if I was, and I don't know if I wasn't, but I do know that by the end of it, I was kind of satisfied, and I left feeling quite positive, but then when you think back on it, you think, Jesus Christ, it took two and a half hours to get to something, yeah, pretty satisfying, but it didn't need to, it really did not need to, and I mean, with credits as well, that's probably take off about eight minutes, so... This film's just over 2 hours 20 minutes, but it felt about 5 hours long, so I don't know what that says for it. But there were a couple of scenes here and there where it really kind of shocked me. There's one in particular that's so abrupt, what happens is great. Like It just completely catches you off guard. And I like how Richard Jenkins is in this movie and Mary Steenburgen, because... They were both in Step Brothers, so maybe this is a spiritual Step Brother sequel. <laughs> Who knows? Even though it's set just before World War II. Anyway, I think I'm done, yeah. So Nightmare Alley, it's in cinemas now. Is it worth watching? I don't honestly know. If you liked Del Toro's work before this, I would probably recommend it. The trailers don't really do a good job telling you what this film actually is, because from the trailers, it makes it seem as though there's a mystery surrounding a beast man sort of thing, but that's not the story at all. Like, that happens in the first 20 minutes, and then it's over with. Meanwhile, the rest of the film is just him sort of being a mentalist and con artist, essentially. So, yeah, it's interesting, I'll give it that. Um, But apart from that, I'm not going to remember it in about a day's time, I reckon, (laughs) except for the ending. But honestly, that's partly due to the reason Scream is still out, and I'm going to go watch it again and again and again. I've seen it seven times now, so that's crazy. Either way, Scream is better than this. I'm sorry, but it just is. I And on that controversial bombshell, I've been Kieran. <laughs> this has been Nightmare Alley, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.